0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This area of South Texas is replete with a variety of terrain, species of plants, and even different types of trees that grow here. For example, we right now are sitting on the edge of a bay, and for the next 20 or so miles inland, there is very little change in topography, and also rather little change in soil types just some sand that quickly turns into black gumbo, which is rather good for growing crops. The further away you get from here, the more the soil changes, both in composition and what plants it might be able to support. If you travel the route that I do to come here, by the time you reach Senton, some of the land is definitely grassland. It had never been put to the plow. Where I live, there is a mixture of sand on some creeks, black gumbo, gravel, and in few places, only a few inches of surface before caliche rock formations form. And of course, if we travel even further, say just north of San Antonio, you begin to get into the hill country and some vast outcroppings of rocks and a completely different soil as well. If we here today were to imagine ourselves in 1st century Palestine, gathered on the banks of the Sea of Galilee, listening to Jesus preach this parable, we could cast our eyes back from the water. It would be possible to see almost the same types of formation, from sand to fertile earth, and eventually the hills of that region all around us. So, while we journey through this gospel passage this morning, Allow your mind's eye to look, as it were, at all the different types of land and usage we have right here, all within about 45 miles. Jesus' parable that we have this morning is often called the parable of the sower. However, this morning, I would like for you to think about it as the parable of the soil. Often, when we read this passage, we think in one of two directions. We focus on the seed and what its role is, or we focus on the sower and what he is doing. So today, let's take a slightly different approach and see where we end up. In order for seeds to germinate and produce plants, you need three items. Oxygen, sunlight, or a source of warmth, and water. That is all that is required for you to sprout your beloved tomato plants. Soil is not required. Newspaper, coffee filters, paper towels even, can support a plant as it begins its life cycle. However, if you wish the plant to literally take root, to produce its full measure of produce, and to grow to its full potential, you need soil, good soil. The soil is where the nutrients live. It is from where the plants drink. It is where the fertilizer we might use to give the plants a boost comes from. Soil is important to the overall health of the plant. Take, for example, a common occurrence not far from here, underground caliche ridges. Caliche is formed over thousands of years by minerals from the ground being forced up by water drying, and then calcifying into a rock or a formation. Not far from here, there is caliche eight to ten feet below the soil, four to six feet below the soil, and sometimes in place it, it even comes out and is the top of the soil. When farmers plant their crops, you can usually spot one of these shallow ridges because the leaves of the plant are yellow. They have an iron deficiency. So for corn, sorghum, and cotton, caliche is not healthy soil. This parable presents us with four types of soil. The hardened, the rocky, the thorny and weedy, and the good. Generally, when we read this parable, We read it in the guise of identifying people with the seed that falls in different soils and the plants that come up. The seeds that fall on hardened soil is someone who hears the gospel but fails to grow, and so on. But when you really think about it, we, you and me, are all four types of soil. We can be hardened. We can lose faith on a whim, we can drown in the follies of the world, or we can strive to keep ourselves spiritually healthy. Our very souls take on the quality of soil, and what takes root, or doesn't take root, reflects the very health of our spiritual lives. Let's look at someone who is hardened to soil. Saul of Tarsus. Saul knew the Hebrew scriptures backwards and forwards, inside and out, and was one of the first persecutors of the church. He used his Bible, and he knew what it said. Yet he was hardened. He was against the gospel of Christ. He was present at the stoning of St. Stephen, and he was one of the enforcers of rounding up and putting Christians into prison. Yet, something happened on the road to Damascus that changed everything for Saul. A conversion experience. That experience completely transformed him. It turned him so completely upside down that his whole identity changed. He was no longer Saul the persecutor but Paul, the Apostle. If you understand hard-panned earth, one thing you know is that usually the soil beneath it is good soil. It only needs to be loosened to be worked until it is no longer hard. We all have been hardened, even as Christians, to the gospel call How many times have we refused aid to someone we know who truly needs help? How many times have we turned a blind eye to suffering? How many times have we assumed that the problem right before us is, well, it's someone else's problem to deal with? How often has God called us forward, calling us to actions that might be difficult, and we say, no. How often do we hear? And our hearts are hardened against the gospel of our Lord. <clears throat> Rocky soil, or soil that is shallow. Suzaku Endo's book, which was later made into a film directed by Martin Scorsese, Silence, tells the story of Roman Catholic Jesuit missionaries, their converts, and the many sufferings that they endured in 17th century Japan. One of the characters, a Japanese convert named Kichihiro, begins the story by aiding two missionaries who are sent to find another Jesuit priest. He tells them that he was a Christian previously, but after his wife and children were slaughtered, he ceased believing. Over the course of the story, Kichihiro comes back to Faith, back to Faith, loses it again, and betrays the surviving missionary, returns, asks for absolution, only to lose his faith again before being killed for having a cross in his pocket. Begging the question, was Kichihiro a Christian or not? Many of us have probably had moments in time where we are like Kichihiro. The death of a loved one. The bankruptcy of our company. The loss of our home in a fire. The devastating car accident. Things or events that shake the very center of our faith and cause us to wonder, to doubt, and sometimes even to become unbelieving. It is not fair-weather faith, but it is faith that is fragile, that can't take the heat of the day or the sultry wind, and it withers. The plant can only be saved by much tender care, by water, and perhaps even by transplanting it to a more healthy environment. The soil the plant is trying to live in is not good for it because its roots are not able to grab hold of anything meaningful for the hard and rocky times ahead. Weeds and briars Thorns and thistles are the soil we cultivate when we desire, when we put the desires of the world ahead of our calling as Christians. We become fascinated with the calling of the world, be it money or politics, worship of celebrity, or the acquisition of too much stuff. All this chokes us or drowns us to where we have a difficult time even growing as Christians, much less surviving. It's the temptation that comes all too ready at hand, and we become numb to their effect. One more drink isn't going to hurt. One more episode of my favorite TV show, even though I need to get to work. The constant surfing on the Internet and Facebook instead of focusing on the family and friends right in front of us. And the seeds to these weeds and thorns lie buried in the soil. They spring up out of the ground, like as our squash plants try to grow. Is the things that invade our lives, like bad vines or crabgrass that we must constantly be vigilant about keeping at bay, lest it take over the garden of our souls. Our Christian duty is to keep our soil good, fertile, and have good seed planted into our souls. We do this by prayer, fellowship, study, and the acts of service we do each and every day. It is loving God supremely, loving our neighbors as ourselves, and loving ourselves because God created us. By praying, studying, the breaking of bread, and living into our baptismal vows, we till the soil, we put good fertilizer in the earth, and we are ready to accept the seeds that are planted by the sower, who plants, who plants liberally and expects a lavish harvest. And remember that as we imitate our Lord and Savior, we too should sow seeds, casting them out with complete abandon, praying that each seed yields a harvest. Keep working the soil, of your souls turn it often water it keep it healthy remember the words of the collect we prayed a few moments ago and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them and watch watch for the sower And be ready to have the seeds of our Lord take root in your life. Amen.